research seems to suggest that women who are on hormonal birth control not only prefer less masculine male faces in terms of their sort of ideal male face, but they also seem to be choosing them. Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high-performance mind, body, and lifestyle. Hi, friends. In this week's episode of Bite Size Biohacks, I'm sharing a fascinating clip from my interview with Dr. Sarah E. Hill, who's the author of the book, Your Brain on Birth Control, How the Pill Changes Everything. It's an absolutely fascinating, incredibly well-researched book and also interview. We discuss so many topics on this interview from how the pill can actually influence your choice of partner, how it can make you more vulnerable to things like postnatal depression, and so much more. If you want to listen to the full episode, it's episode 131. But here is a little teaser of that interview uh, for you to listen to now. There's a ton of research now that's been amassing that I um, uh, present in the book. Um, that, that, that explains the different ways that now research is confirming what women have suspected, you know, since the dawn of time, since birth control started, women have been, have suspected that the pill was influencing their brain and influencing how they feel. And there's a lot of research that suggests that it does. And in lots of areas of functioning. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because when you talk about it in, in one area of the book, you talk about the different types of pill. And that was certainly how I understood it you know when I was prescribed the pill or various of my friends where they were like oh no you've got to get off that one that one's really bad because try this one it's really good and and you make that point about experimentation but beyond that it also structurally changes one of the most eye-opening things for me was how it might affect your choice of partner and how that might affect your long-term marriage I think you talk about somebody in the book who was prescribed birth control and then um, she was never kind of that into uh, sex with her husband. And then after having children, when she didn't, he needed a mastectomy or he had a vasectomy uh, and she didn't require it anymore. She suddenly started, her eyes started wandering to all these other men that she hadn't figured out she found attractive before. And that was just fascinating. Um, yeah. And I can't tell you the number of times I've heard that story from women and, 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 and yeah, it's, it's the, it's the craziest, it's the craziest thing. And, but it makes absolute sense when you understand the way that our sex hormones influence sexual attraction and, uh, and sexual behavior and partner preferences. Um, and this is some research that dates back, gosh, you know, it's been going on for probably 20 years or so, um, showing that, um, the hormonal changes that occur near ovulation, uh, seem to play an important role in women's, uh, partner preferences and even sexual desire. Um, and so what this research finds is that during points in the cycle close to ovulation in particular, um, that what's known as the periovulatory window, which is about five days prior to ovulation and right near the time of ovulation, which generally occurs uh, for most women between like days 10 to 12 um, in the cycle, is that when estradiol um, or estrogen is starting to increase, which is what happens prior to ovulation as an egg is maturing in the follicle, it releases a lot of estrogen. Um, and when estrogen levels increase, um, it increases women's sexual desire. So there's a ton of evidence suggesting that um, 
when estrogen is high in the cycle, that women feel more desirous of sex. They have a more intense and, um, like sort of functioning sexual response to sex. Um, and they also have a preference for men who have, um, like indicators, uh, of like what we'd like to call, like what we call in the evolutionary sciences, like good genes. And so these men tend to, um, during times in the cycle, when estrogen is high, women seem to have a heightened preference for cues to testosterone presence, right? So for example, women tend to have a heightened preference for deeper male voices for men with more square jaws, deeper set eyes, um, like the sort of, uh, general, like broad shoulders, um, somebody who has, um, uh, uh, like higher levels of social dominance and like charisma and um, women are more drawn to these kinds of qualities um, at high fertility across the cycle, which again, you know, during that periovulatory window when estrogen is high um, and conception, like sex could potentially lead to conception during those points in the cycle, women want more sex and they tend to really sort of zero their preferences on these men who have these, um, these kinds of qualities. Um, and so you know, this research has existed um, in the world for, like I said, it's, it's been about two decades now that researchers have really been um, pinning down the role that estrogen plays in sexual responsiveness and partner preferences. Um, but it's only very recently that other researchers have like looked at that and said, well, wait a minute. <laughs> if estrogen increases women's desire for sex, right? And it increases their preference for partners who have these kinds of cues uh, to like facial masculinity and that sort of thing. So things that suggest um, uh, testosterone presence. Um, could it be then that when women are on hormonal birth control, which keeps um, estrogen levels really low, right? Especially the, the ratio of estrogen relative to those progestins, it's, it's, it's very low. Um, might that then predict that women who are on hormonal birth control might have a diminished desire for facial masculinity or, or cues to testosterone presence in their partners? Um, and so they've done these studies now, and the, the research seems to suggest that women who are on hormonal birth control not only prefer less masculine male faces in terms of their sort of ideal male face, um, but they also seem to be choosing them. So like in one study, they, um, they just simply, they got a, a big sample of partnered men. So everybody that they recruited in the study was, um, in a relationship. And then they just simply asked the, the men and their partners, um, were, when you guys got together was, um, the female of the dyad, was she on hormonal birth control or not? So they divided the, the groups into two, right? The partners who were chosen by pill takers and the partners who were chosen by non-pill takers. And they took a photograph of all the guys' faces and then they um, had people evaluate their masculinity. And then they also did um, uh, calculations because you can do these calculations. There's different facial uh, ratios that are associated with testosterone presence. And so you can actually calculate sort of facial masculinity using um, a computer algorithm. And um, both like in terms of people's ratings of the faces and in terms of what the computer algorithm spit out, the faces um, of the partners chosen by the pill takers had fewer testosterone markers. They were less masculine male faces 
than what was um than what was uh found among the partners chosen by the naturally cycling women um and this suggests that our hormonal birth control could sort of decrease the emphasis that pill takers place on these sort of sexy cues in men Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, the show notes will be over on my website, AngelaFosterPerformance.com forward slash podcast. And you can download the transcript there together with the show notes and all of the other resources that I have on my website, AngelaFosterPerformance.com. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body and lifestyle.